This is the Off the Charts Business Podcast for multi-passionate entrepreneurs. Here, you'll learn how to design a scalable business so you can spend more time outside, away from the screen, through actionable ideas, real-world examples, and pep talks from your host, that's me, Natalie Lucier, founder of Access Ally. Join Natalie Lucier, business strategist and digital visionary, as she shows you how to increase the most important metrics in your business. Hi, this is Natalie Lucier, and you're listening to the Off the Charts Business Podcast. And today is a really fun episode because it's a personal one. And it's all about our new daughter, Tegan Lee, who was born on March 15th, 2016. So I've really wanted to share this with you, and I just had a chance to sit down and record this. So I hope you enjoy the story and the seven unconventional birth and business lessons that I learned from having a baby. So here's what I learned and how it relates to doing business online. Number one is that interviews matter. Find out if you're compatible. So we were really lucky because we had a very healthy pregnancy and after doing a lot of research, we chose to have a home birth. So in the process of making that decision, we visited birthing centers and looked into conventional hospital options and I did a lot of research. And if you're really curious about different types of birth options, I highly recommend watching The Business of Being Born and More Business of Being Born documentaries, which are both available on Netflix. So after doing a couple of interviews with the different people that we were considering to be on our birth team, we went with a local midwife with a lot of experience and the stats to back it up. And in the end, this was really the best choice for us. But I totally understand if home birth with a midwife is not right for everybody. Absolutely. Um, But I do have to say that the care that we received throughout our pregnancy during the birth and after the birth was really top notch and really helped to make the transition smoother. So here's my recommendation. Interview the people that you hire to help you birth your business ideas and your babies too. So the takeaway is not to settle on the first option, job candidate, or coach that comes your way. Do your due diligence, interview, and ask the tough questions and make the right call for your particular circumstances or business. Number two is just because it's not how everybody else does it does not mean it's wrong. So choosing to have a home birth brought a lot of resistance from our parents, our family members, and really anyone who heard us mention that we weren't giving birth in a hospital. We had to field a lot of questions about how safe or dangerous it was going to be, even though we were only about 15 minutes away from the closest hospital if we did have to transfer. But I also knew that my grandmother had given birth to all of her children at home, including a set of twins. Now, the interesting thing is that I faced a similar resistance from my parents and my peers when I started my business. The same logic about how risky and dangerous it was to start a business kept being brought up. But today, entrepreneurship is cool and even idolized. So I'm not saying that home birth is going to become the next cool thing to do, just like starting a business, but I do think a lot more women are choosing to birth without as many interventions as most hospitals are routinely giving out these days. So the takeaway is that not everyone is going to like your decisions. And as long as you feel confident in your choices, listen to your instincts. Often I find some of my best ideas are met with resistance until they're proven successful. Number three, mindset matters. So here's our birth story. So a personal reason why I wasn't super keen to give birth in a hospital is really from my mother's experience. So she was a few days past her due date and went to the hospital to get induced. 
Now the doctor thought she wasn't progressing fast enough, so he used a sharp instrument to break her water, only to break the surface of the skin on my cheek. Now my mom was appalled, but the doctor assured her that this was routine and that the mark on my face would be gone in a few days. Well, over 30 years later and it's still there. But the real danger would have been if my eye was where my cheek was instead. So this kind of routine medical intervention to induce birth didn't feel appropriate or necessary to me. So we chose to let the baby decide when it wanted to arrive. And Tegan arrived two weeks past my due date and the birth itself was relatively fast and smooth. We were encouraged by our midwife to go on a date and stop worrying about when the baby would arrive. And after that, I started having mild contractions and I had these gentle contractions for two days. And at first I couldn't even tell that it was a contraction because it wasn't painful. It just felt like my stomach was tightening or like the baby was moving around a lot. Finally, after timing the contractions, it was getting more regular, so we decided to contact the midwife around 4 p.m., and she recommended that I start doing lunges and hip circles on a yoga ball to help the contractions intensify. So that really got things going, and by 9 p.m., I was in active labor. By 10 p.m., we had moved into our bathtub, and around 11 p.m., my water broke, and I started getting the urge to really push. Tegan was born just after midnight, so we got to bond with the baby in bed while the midwives helped clean up and then checked all of our vitals. We slept all snuggled up in our bed and I knew that everything would be different from now on. Although at the time I didn't feel like the birth was happening quickly, looking back it was definitely a fast process. And I credit a lot of my good birth experience to the mindset that I developed and the positive birth attitude that I really cultivated throughout the nine months of my pregnancy. A lot of our associations with birth are that it's painful, dangerous, and just plain scary. But luckily last summer, before I even knew I was expecting, I picked up the book Birth Without Fear from the library. And while it was written a long time ago, it really helped plant the idea that birth and pain didn't have to go hand in hand. And I was also inspired to sign up for Deborah Pascali Bonero's Pain to Power Childbirth Online Program. Birth is an in-your-body experience as opposed to being a logical in-your-head type thing. And I feel like this program really helps to ground women into their bodies and birth experience gently over time. Each week was like getting a new understanding of what birth is really about and how to work with your body's natural cues rather than against them. So between all of this positive mindset training, I was able to stay in the moment even when things felt overwhelming or when I was getting tired. That made a huge difference. So the takeaway here is learn from people who have the type of experience that you want to have, whether that's a positive birth experience or putting on a successful live event or doing a launch. Number four, practice consistently for the big event. One of the things I remember thinking while I was in our bathtub pushing out this small baby with a big head is that I wish I had done more squats. Although I did some prenatal yoga and we took a lot of walks every day during my pregnancy to stay active, I still felt like my leg muscles could have been much better prepared. And when I look at other cultures where toilets are just a hole in the ground or require you to squat low, it makes me realize how important squatting really is to us as human beings, especially those of us who are giving birth. It helps us bear down when we're giving birth and keeps us looking fine too. So in terms of business, I can definitely see how practicing your craft is the key to success. When I give a 45 minute keynote presentation or webinar, I usually practice at least five to 10 hours, not counting the time spent crafting the talk itself. For other types of activities like writing, marketing copy, or coaching a client, it gets better the more you do it. So the takeaway is don't think you can just wing it when you get there. Practice and preparation makes a huge difference in your delivery, pun intended. Number five, ride the waves, push and pause for pleasure. 
One of my big takeaways from becoming a birth geek and learning about the hormones that are present during birth is that the body naturally produces oxytocin, which is often called the love hormone. And by the way, pitocin is the manufactured version of oxytocin that's often used to induce labor, but it doesn't have the same feel-good effects as your body's natural oxytocin. So the best way to tap into the power of your body's natural pain reliever, oxytocin, is to stay in a relaxed state and not get caught in the fight-or-flight adrenaline cycle. So for me, that meant having some of my favorite music playing in the background, dimming the lights, and having lots of privacy. In fact, for about 80% of my labor, it was just me and my husband while our midwives were in the next room listening and timing contractions. This level of privacy allowed me to just do my thing and not worry about what I sounded like, probably a cow mooing, or what I looked like, pretty sweaty. So my best pushes came when I was able to be fully zen during the pauses between contractions. Sometimes I got so relaxed and tapped into that oxytocin love feeling that I almost forgot about what was coming next or what just happened. I think this kind of push and pause for pleasure is important in business too. And whether you look at it on a weekly level, like working hard five days a week and taking two days off on the weekends to rejuvenate and have fun, or you take a look at it on a larger scale, like having big projects or launches, having more of a push focus, and then taking time to coast between marketing campaigns. The takeaway is to allow yourself to enjoy the downtime between pushes, whether you're marketing or doing a physical rest. Number six, feel the inevitability of what you're creating. During my labor, I soundly remember thinking that there was no way out but to get through it. In many aspects of life and business, there are a lot of exit strategies or ways out of doing something. So for example, if you decide that you don't want to record videos for your marketing, you can just stop. Or if you're in school studying a particular topic and you find you'd rather study something else, you can just change majors. But when you've made a baby and carried it for over nine months, you can't change your mind. It has to come out. Now, this might sound totally obvious, but it really hits you when you're laboring. There were certainly times when I felt like I was too tired to keep going. I would have liked to take a break, maybe continue the next day after I slept or ate something. But when it's time, you just follow your body's lead. In business, there haven't been that many times where I felt like there's this inevitable force of creation coming through, but every time I have, it has helped me to keep going when I felt like giving up. Some of the times where I felt that inevitable creative energy in my business have been when I set deadlines for myself that involved other people and kept me accountable. The big ones were hosting a live event, doing webinars and retreats, pre-selling a product, and then delivering it on time. So what's the takeaway? Deadlines make your work feel like an inevitable creative force is carrying you forward. And sometimes you'd rather take a nap, but you don't have much of a choice when you're giving birth or birthing a new part of your business. Number seven, trust that you can do it. During my pregnancy, I had doubts about my ability to birth this baby au naturel. It didn't help that most TV shows and people you talk to make birth look and sound like the worst pain imaginable. But taking a logical look at mother nature and the millions of babies born across all the different species of animals in the entire world helped to ease those doubts. One of my favorite quotes to help me trust my body is from Ina Mae Gaskin, and she says, We are the only species of mammal that doubts our ability to give birth. It's profitable to scare women about birth, but let's stop it. I tell women, your body is not a lemon. Now what this meant for me was to remember that if I was able to conceive this baby and nurture it for months, then surely my body would know how to successfully bring it out into the world too. The idea that my body is not a lemon meant that it has everything it needs and there's no manufacturing defect like with a lemon car. In business, you also have to trust that you have everything you need to accomplish what you set out to do. 
Sometimes you don't know how you'll get it all done, but trusting that you can figure it out as you approach each hurdle is key. I can't count the times that I've sought to do something that might have seemed crazy or impossible, but by rallying the right people and trusting in the vision, we made it happen. So the takeaway is to trust that you have what it takes to make it all happen. Whether you're afraid you won't reach your income goals or you don't know how you'll deliver on a complex project, you can do it if you remember that you're not less than anyone else and you were destined to handle this too. Now that Tegan is here with us, I'm learning so much about being a parent and it's clear that birth is really just the tip of the iceberg when it comes to lessons learned. So if you enjoyed this birth story and you want to head over to the website, just go to natalielisier.com and click over to the blog and leave a comment. Let us know what you thought about my birth story and the lessons I learned from it and how it applies to your business. And make sure to share this episode and this podcast with your friends, especially if you know somebody who's expecting or who is starting a new business venture. Thank you so very much for listening. This podcast is brought to you by Ambition Ally, intuitive software for ambitious, creative business owners just like you. Just go to ambitionally.com to find out more. Thanks again, and I will talk to you in the next episode. Want to keep growing your business on your terms? Then sign up for my free newsletter, The Momentum Memo. You'll get quick, actionable tips to gain momentum in your business every Tuesday. Head over to natalielussier.com forward slash memo to join over 6,000 other entrepreneurs scaling on their terms. Whether you're just getting started or have been running your business for a while, The Momentum Memo has something for you. 